Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. I'm so glad you're with us here on The Clark Howard Show. Our mission is to serve you and empower you so you make better financial decisions in your life. You know, this is my favorite time of the week. I get to hear what you think I got wrong in our Clark Stinks segment. And something else that stinks, scams. I'm going to tell you about the, well, most popular scams, the scams that are ripping you off more than any others right now. You got to have your antenna, you got to have your radar up to protect your wallet. We're going to talk about that later. But without further ado, it is time for me to stink it up. I should have never encouraged you to speak. You must think I'm pretty stupid. You should be ashamed of yourself. Well, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe you're right, pal. So, Krista. Your favorite time of week. I don't love it because I hate reading things that might be you. So we've been doing Clark Stinks for... A long time. 25 years now or so? Since I was in diapers. Wow. <laughs> okay, let's start with this one. Clark is just mildly foul on this due to the keyhole view of someone who's never contracted for a living. In a perfect world, a plan and a handshake would be all that's needed to start a building project. But the reality is that the client and homeowner is far more likely to stiff on money owed than the contractor to stiff on work. As a contractor, I ask for at least the cost of materials up front before starting the project. This can be thousands of dollars that I can't afford the risk of getting stiffed on. Would you front the money for someone else's project costs? Did you pay for all the travel package items for your clients out of pocket on good faith when you used to be a travel agent before the client paid for them? Most contractors are just trying not to get burned and put out of business. Cut them a little slack. Zach. Zach, thank you. Okay, this is the most ironic thing of the example that Zach gave about the travel industry. Because back when I was in the travel industry, when dinosaurs used to roam the earth long ago, most people were billed by us. People didn't have credit cards necessarily then. And I would get stiff by people for travel. And it was very expensive for me operating the business when someone would welch on paying a bill. I get that completely. The compromise, if someone does not want to pay up front for the purchase of materials, is they buy the materials for you at the supply house. And that's the compromise I've suggested over the years. In your perspective, the people who've stiffed are the homeowner, not the contractor. And you may well be right, but that's never what I've heard because the people who are calling me are consumers who've given money to a contractor and then the contractor may have flown the coop with their money. So you bring a completely different perspective to it and I appreciate that. Clark, you stink more than your year 2000 plates and napkins. Do you still have those, by the way? I don't. You ran out finally? I ran out. 
For those of you who don't know this story, Y2K, there was such a big deal about us turning to year 2000. After that, 90% off, I bought plates and napkins that were happy 2000 whatever plates. And uh, they we, had we finally for- ran out. We must have... Must have taken us 15 years to go through them. Anyway, you missed some important points on the iPhone pin stealing crime. First, the reason criminals are targeting iPhone users is because the resale value on them is usually higher than Android's, not because the criminals don't think Android's users have money. (laughs) After criminals drain the victim's accounts, they will completely wipe the phone and resell it on the black market. iPhone users can add a couple of extra layers of protection. The best thing users can do is use the screen time function which will enable a user to disallow passcode changes and account changes using a screen time pin that is completely separate from the main phone pin. That way, the criminal can't make account or pin changes. And second, do not save any banking Venmo or any sensitive apps in Keychain, which stores your passwords. Criminals can access Keychain to steal the passwords. It's best to use a different password manager than the one Apple has on their phone, Andrew. Andrew, thank you for all those suggestions. This was one that caused a lot of upset with people. And it's about, you know, theft of people's phones had stopped being a big crime and now is again because they're trying to get at the money you have and watching you punch in your code on your phone is where the vulnerability is. And Andrew, thank you for the suggestions you gave to prevent that vulnerability from opening up a buffet to access all people's accounts and money. I heard your reaction to cutting your own hair and surprise, surprise, you do stink, at least on that subject. I've been cutting my husband's hair for 30 years now and it's not hard at all especially as men age and have less hair, an electric hair trimmer is the way to go. You use the attachments to alter the length so the hair is longer on top, shorter on the sides, and then shave the neck. Super easy and only 15 minutes tops. The hard part is convincing your wife or someone else to do it for you. On top of all that, I got tired of dealing with hair cutters for myself two years ago, and I've been cutting my own hair ever since. It's more difficult, obviously. I have a layered bob, which Krista can explain to you. What's that? It's layered hair. It's just different. I'm just as happy with the results, if not happier. And I have total control and save at least $40 every five weeks. I also have colored it myself for 35 years and split the treatment in half. So it's only $3 for five weeks of color. Thank you, Clark, for helping me be a super thrifty person over all the years I've listened to your excellent advice, Mary. What do you think of Mary's advice? Would you do that your own hair? I think Mary's amazing, but no. In fact, during the pandemic, I cut our dog's hair using a trimmer, watched YouTube videos of the whole thing, and the poor dog looked insanely bad. Like it was it was such a hack job. I'm just not good with that stuff. My husband might actually be good with something like that. So okay. Because my haircut's fifteen dollars. That's great. That's you don't think that's too much? I definitely do not think that's too much. Okay. I'm not going to, you're not going to get me to disclose what I pay. Clark is my <laughs> economic hero and I wish someone would. How did you know what oh, I was Oh, I know to you. Do? Please, please. And then you'll throw out a number. What is it? $500? So I'm like, no, it's not that much. It's, it's really blank. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Clark is my economic hero and I wish someone would nominate him for the Presidential Medal of Honor. However, the advice that Clark and his protege Nick gave to beleaguered Cardinal fan Nick in Tennessee smells worse than belly button lint. It's not an 
an ideal option, but Nick can download the Bally Sports app to his Roku, Fire Stick, or Smart TV and pay for a monthly subscription that would enable him to watch the Cardinals. I expect it would cost about $20 a month, which isn't cheap, but it may be less than switching from his current streaming service to the Cable Monster or other streaming service that carries Bally Sports. He can discontinue his subscription when baseball season ends, and when all is said and done, it should cost him less than a dollar a game. This is the same routine I had to go through to watch my Carolina Hurricanes, Scott. Scott, thank you. I miss NHL hockey. Anyway, so Nick has responded to this. Yeah, I did. This is the one. I usually don't show Clark any Clark stinks, but I showed him this before we recorded that I had reached out to Nick and then had you read what he said. Nick is one of our incredible writers at Clark.com. And Nick said the problem is zip code and that the suggestion that Scott gave will not work for uh, Nick's beloved St. Louis Cardinals. Right. He's always wearing in that his Cardinals zip code. hat. Yeah. Because in his zip code, there's the rights issues with regional broadcasting of baseball is so complicated and it's a legacy problem for baseball. And you've got all these things about, well, you, you know, if you lived at this address, you could watch, but over here you can't watch. And so it remains a terrible frustration for people who've migrated to different parts of the country and want to follow their favorite baseball team. So what you said may work, but in the case of a situation in Tennessee, does not work. Not that you stink, but on your recent podcast about your money being safe at a credit union up to $250,000 by NCUA insurance, it gets even better if you live in Massachusetts and your credit union has MSIC insurance. In that case, your accounts are also insured for anything over 250000 My wife and I both have our emergency funds in five-year letter CDs at a Massachusetts credit union to keep our money safe to sleep without any worries. Jim. And I did look, and this is accurate. Yeah. So this is Massachusetts mm-hmm. uh, Guarantee Agency. I'm never as excited about a state guarantee for credit unions as I am the federal guarantee. Massachusetts probably has the resources to back up any deposits in any credit union, but it is not the same thing as having NCUA coverage that covers you to the quarter million. But again, I wouldn't lose any sleep over it. I think you're fine in the Massachusetts system. I've just never been excited by the state guarantee funds that some credit unions choose to be a member of rather than NCUA. I wouldn't go so far as to say you smell like weeks old forgotten socks from a teenager's gym bag, but you do smell a little like the exhaust of the many travelers you advise to drive past their local airport to chase that unicorn $29 fare to happy land. We all like to save money, but there is risk with every decision. You've mentioned that the average fees are often higher than the fare, so thank you. However, please emphasize to your listeners the hazards of using less than daily airline service due to the lack of interline agreements and reaccommodations days or even weeks later. I've heard too many stories of ruined vacations and missed events. Also, travelers should consider the total cost of travel when choosing flights. Many larger airports charge more for parking, have long lines, and if your flight's delayed, you may even need a last-minute hotel, not to mention gas and your time. Your savings could evaporate quickly. Supporting local airports also supports your community by creating jobs, supporting local businesses, and generating more local taxes. 
Without passengers, the airlines will pack up and leave the local airport, signaling an ailing economy. As an airport director and pilot for over 30 years at large and small airports, I've heard many difficult stories, but it's still a great industry, Chris. Chris, thank you. And this has been a problem for smaller airports around the country is the the level of service they offer has declined a lot, particularly post-COVID, as airlines have dialed back the routes they serve to smaller or mid-sized airports. It's even made the problem bigger for people having to drive by their local airport, drive a few hours to the nearest major airport. The fares tend to be lower at the major airports than they are at the local airports. The second thing that came up first in this was the problem that is the Allegiant Frontier Spirit Breeze and Avalo issue, which is they may only fly a route certain days of the week or only once a day, and if a flight cancels, you're then stranded at your destination or you can't get from your home to your destination. That's why Scott Kyes, uh, formerly Scotch Cheap Flights, now called Going. Going. I still don't get that name change. Scott doesn't like people flying on the airlines that only have like a flight a day or four flights a week or whatever, exactly because of this reason if a flight cancels, you may be stranded for days. Clark does not stink, but on the topic of public transportation in Miami, he does smell a little. I was surprised, but actually agreed with Clark's advice to the couple taking a cruise in Miami to take an Uber rather than public transportation. Very unClark-like to spend money. With the changing from Metro to trolley, taking a ride share was the right advice. The only thing he missed was to compare Uber and Lyft, as there's often a big difference, especially in cities like Miami. I also agree with Clark that if you feel unsafe, take another route. That's always the right advice. But I have to defend Miami public transportation as one of the best in the country. I have a second home in Miami and have found the Metro Trolley and Metro Mover to be affordable. Mover and Trolley are free and Metro is only two twenty-five dollars one way. They're easy to navigate and very safe. My 19-year-old daughter lives in Miami and uses the Metro every day. She feels very safe and told me she would rather have a Metro Pass than a car. Rob... And I have one more about this. I don't know if you want to read that too. Sure. I want to comment on Clark saying that he felt unsafe using the Miami public transportation. I don't think Clark stinks, but I want to give him the opportunity to clarify and explain so that others won't think he stinks either. I've listened to Clark for many years and I've always felt that he was the polar opposite of racist or classist. And I fear his quick comment followed by acknowledging he would get Clark stinks messages might cause others to feel that he is those things I mentioned above. So I'm simply asking Clark to explain why it felt unsafe. Please clarify your, to your newer listeners so they don't jump to conclusions. We longtime listeners know what's in Clark's heart, but others could be new and not as well versed in who Clark is. John. So John, this was a year ago, June. My son Grant and I rode the rail and outside the station, there were, there were a group of homeless people asking us for money. In the train, there were some homeless people. They were in the train. You know, they were using it as, I guess, like roving housing. And so it did not feel like a safe environment to the point that we did take, after we got to the end of the line, we then took an Uber back. On the first point about the price differences between Uber and Lyft, 
there's no clear pattern. Like I always check both. And one time Uber will be much more expensive than Lyft. The next time Lyft will be much more expensive than Uber. So the value of not just automatically doing one or the other when you are doing rideshare is really important to protect your wallet. Um, I ride public transit all the time. I have my public transit card in my wallet. Uh, I love riding public transit. This was just a situation where it did not feel safe that day at that time. Mr. Howard. Oh, no. Right now you stink more than all the internet trolls. Recently you had a question sent in from a daughter helping out her parents and was overwhelmed by the amount of spam going into that account. You advised her to establish a new email, and that was correct. But in her note, she stated that she's been unsubscribing from spam emails, and you did not address that. Never, ever, ever respond to the email by clicking an unsubscribe link, going to a website, or replying in any way. That just lets the scammer know that, one, it's a valid email address, and two, a human looks at the email. They can then use that knowledge to sell your email to other scammers, and your inbox will eventually be overwhelmed. And someone else wrote in that a Gmail account will filter out in those tabs. You get promotional emails. Well, I appreciate, again, all the varied, varied feedback. I mean, so many different topic areas, so many different things that you help me by giving a wider perspective or more specific information than I provided that you're responding to. And I'm sorry I can't get to all of them. Yeah, I mean, we get... Uh, I stink a lot. We got a lot of these and there's no way to get to all of them. That's why occasionally we'll do a double episode of Clark Stinks to try to work through some of the backlog. And Krista also looks for Clark Stinks that are representative where more than one person has said, hey, I'm really annoyed that you did blah, 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 blah. Here's what you should have thought. Here's what you should have said. And so please... Take the time and post to Clark.com slash Clark Stinks because it helps all of us when we're all part of Team Clark. Coming up next, I want to talk about the scams that are really in right now, not in a good way, and what you need to have your guard out for to protect yourself and your friends and your family. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Once a year, the Federal Trade Commission puts out a summary of the prior year of reports that people found their way to the FTC to file complaints about 
different scams they got taken in. And remember, the number of people complaining is a tiny fraction of the number of people who are getting ripped off. And the Federal Trade Commission puts out their top frauds list, the five things, I'm looking at it right now, that people are getting taken on. And there's an interesting divergence I want to bring to you. The thing that people are scammed in the most only has the second greatest amount of money reported stolen from people. But it's ugly by itself. And remember, very few of these are actually reported. But the number one category involves pretexting or imposter, meaning that someone pretends either by phone, email, or text to be something, someone, an organization that they're not with, from, or in any way connected to. And these pretext scams, imposter scams, by far the largest number of reports filed by consumers last year, this is the 22 numbers just in here in spring of 23, this imposter scam or pretexting area is what you've got to be absolutely on the lookout for. The amount of losses reported in billions of dollars, and these are just the people reporting they got taken. And so there are far more where you will receive a message pretending to be from a retailer, a bank, a credit union, a brokerage, a cable company, whoever. And remember my rule, simple rule, follow this rule and you will avoid virtually all of the pretext scams that go on, the imposter scams where somebody pretends to be something they're not or from somewhere they're not. And that is when you get a notice fraud alert from your credit card company, fraud alert from your bank, inquiry, did you just do blah, 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 or an email that pretends to be from Amazon.com or Walmart.com or Target.com or whoever.com saying there's a delay in your order or your item is being delivered tomorrow or whatever it is, even though you're an active customer of whoever it is that's sending you that message by text, by email, rarely by phone call anymore, whoever, whatever, do not click on any link ever, ever, not ever in that text or email. If you get some kind of alert and it doesn't feel right to you, Go to the website, or if you have the app, go to the app of whatever organization it is that supposedly is contacting you, and you sign into your account, or you bring the app active, you will see if they're trying to approve a particular transaction, or they're trying to contact you about something they think might be fraudulent activity or something like that. The danger is... The whole idea, create a sense of urgency in you. You'll see something, you'll be, oh no, somebody's got my credit card number. Oh no, 
Somebody's ordering from my Amazon account, whatever it is. Do not let that sense of urgency the crook is trying to create get you to let your guard down. And what you're doing is you're helping them predict the future because you're then taking the bait, you're clicking on a link, you're giving information you don't want to give because what's the most common thing they do? Okay, criminal behavior 101. You click on the link, it'll then take you to where you sign in to whatever service it is, bank, whatever. You have now given the crook at their fake website that pretends to be whatever business it is or bank or whatever or credit card. You've given them your username and password. They're off to the races. That's why you separately never click on the link. You go on your own to the website or the app and do it. Now, remember, this is the number one most reported scam activity in the United States last year. Number one. Now, the largest money stolen is in investment scams. Even though that's number four for the number of reported ones, by far the most money is being stolen through investment scams. And I want you to be really aware that whatever the flavor is of the moment, that's where the criminals descend like locusts to get in your wallet. People get caught up in a frenzy. So many people getting ripped off with fake cryptos or con games involving crypto. That was really a 21 and 22 problem. Not hearing that as much now. But investment scams of all kinds, they're like an evergreen and not a good one. One should be really, really cautious and careful with who you invest, how you invest, and understand so often the way we get scammed in investment scams is the promise of a shortcut to wealth. And it's actually an expedited way to being poorer. Please be very careful. Where are the others of the big five? Number two, online shopping. And I addressed this three months ago about how many fake shopping sites there are now. And you need to be really careful who you're buying from, where you're buying from, and as you do searches looking for something online, be aware and wary that there are a lot of fake sites pretending to be the company you want to buy from, the retailer you may want to buy from. Got to be so cautious there. Or that you're buying from just an out-and-out crook. And an oldie but baddie is still at number three. Prizes, sweepstakes, and lotteries. Number five, business opportunity scams. So nothing really changes in this area where criminals put their efforts. All that changes is their method of operation or the backstory they try to sell you to steal your money. So be aware, be wary, don't be cynical. Most of us are good, honest, decent people. But you have to be skeptical because of the crooks that are out there, the tiny number of people who spoil our day by being dishonest. And most of them, truth be told, feel really good about the fact that they're taking advantage of people. Don't let them have an opportunity to feel good on your account. Krista? 
Speaking of scams, Daniel in Florida sent this in. Worst scam ever. I just received an email from the mortuary that cremated my brother-in-law who passed away last year to contact them, very vague, to help them with something. Instead, I called directly, and as it turns out, the mortuary had their email account hacked this morning, and more than likely this was some low-life dirtbag looking for a way to steal from grieving families. I hadn't heard of this angle, and I wanted to pass it along. These scammers have no soul, and their evil has limitless depths. Beware. That is kind of unbelievable. Have we ever heard of any kind of scam? Haven't heard of that one, no. Never heard of that. Wow. On a happier note from Susan in Hawaii, what is the safest way to send send grandkids birthday money? I've had gift cards get lost in the mail and the store would not reimburse me. I'm concerned about sending checks with the check washing scams. What else is there? So Susan, this is a perfect example. Your grandkids are going to want to get money by Venmo or Cash App. Venmo and Cash App used to pay family or friends, extremely safe, extremely easy to set up. And if you're not familiar with them, they are, it's an app you download to your phone, you tie it into your checking account or savings account. I like it to be a separate account that's not your main money account. And you send the grandkids money that way. And they will be thrilled from about age, what, about age seven and up? They'll be thrilled to have money from Venmo or Cash App. That would be the safest way, and it's uh, virtually instantaneous for you to supply that money to your grandkids. From Carl in Connecticut, is Costco executive membership worth it? Well, the answer to every question is Costco or uh, (laughs) Kirkland Signature, but I digress. So what makes it worth it? Uh, charge volume or purchase volume at Costco of about $250 a month. We actually have a write-up on Clark.com that shows who is a good candidate for executive membership or regular. It's actually called, Is a Costco Executive Membership Worth It? Well, that's a pretty straightforward <laughs> kind of title for the column. So here's the thing about Costco. If They sell you up to an executive membership. And if you look, when you walk towards the bathroom at Costco, you'll see a chalkboard or or a one right board. What do you call those? Whiteboards? A whiteboard. Yeah. And um, it lists the employees and who sold the most executive memberships that week or month. I mean, it's a big, important thing for Costco as it is for Sam's to sell the plus memberships. And Costco puts a lot of effort into getting their frontline people to uh, sell up people to executive memberships. But it really only pays for you at a charge volume of $250 a month. You're even at $3,000 a year in purchases in Costco. But if you find you sign up for executive and you're not going to Costco, it's a waste of your money, you go to the membership desk at any time, in that plan year, they'll give you back your $60. So it's a no risk kind of thing as long as you keep track of it and pay attention. What is the advantage of an executive membership at Costco? You get 2% cash back on pretty much everything you purchase, which is why the $3,000 a year makes up that 60 bucks. Sam's Club, the benefits of plus membership actually are better for you 
than the difference between the regular SAMS membership and the PLUS. It's actually even an enhanced set of benefits being a PLUS member versus an executive member at Costco. But both are great. In fact, I am such a warehouse club guy that I am a PLUS member at SAMS and an executive member at Costco. And yes, our one of our dogs is in fact called Kirkland Signature, which the name was determined by a vote on our social media. And I wanted to name the dog Aldi, but our uh, social media followers voted for Kirkland Signature. Which is Costco's private label. Private label. Um, I would hope that anybody listening to our podcast or watching our podcast would know that Kirkland Signature and Sam's Club's equivalent is Members Mart, and their some, private label. Someone did write in, I'm sorry, your name's escaping me, sir, but he wrote in that he was so excited because he went to Kirkland, Washington, and he just felt like you would be as giddy as he was going there. Yeah, and their headquarters now is in Issaquah. I've been to the original Kirkland store, which may be a business center now, if I remember. And I've been to uh, the flagship store that is now across from Costco corporate headquarters in Issaquah. It's kind of like a, a pilgrimage for someone who loves warehouse clubs. You know where I've never been? Bentonville, Arkansas. Oh. I have never been to the headquarters of Walmart and Sam's Club. What's wrong with me? That sounds like a road trip is in order. Road trip. <laughs> Someday. But thank you so much for being with us today. If you haven't already, please subscribe to our podcast wherever you're finding us and share us with your friends. And if you love what we do, I hope you'll leave a review. If you hate what we do and you have family members you don't like, tell them that they should listen to our podcast. Just kidding. Just kidding.